What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, Bitcoin? Hello everyone, welcome back to On The Ledger. This is your host Moel Said, and I'm back once again on your weekly rendezvous from Paris. This is the kind of episode I look forward to all week. Our guest today is one of the most fascinating creators of this space. A futuristic 3D artist who is known to push the technological limits of digital art and is now considered an OG of the NFT movement. It all started when he taught himself how to use 3D art software in his free time while working at a restaurant. Then came Instagram. Fast forward seven years, he's worked with some of the biggest names out there. Lil Nas X, LeBron James, Puma, Spotify, Instagram, Supreme, Christian Dior, Hype Beast, and many more. To date, he's sold over 2,000 NFTs and auctioned off his art at Christie's and Sotheby's. But what really makes him special is that he's a worldwide full-time degen. In other words, he's one of us. Our guest today is obviously Frédéric Duquette, a.k.a. Fakrande. Fakrande, welcome to Under Ledger. How's it going? Hey, thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, man, super stoked to chat with you. I mean, we've got a lot to cover there, so let's get to it. Under Ledger, season two, Ledger meets Fakrande. Here we go. So, you know, lots of people know your name, um, but some of them might not be very familiar with your work. How would you describe your creative vision in a couple of sentences? Yeah, um, I would say like uh, I do like digital surrealism. I'm trying to make something that like people will see and be like, "Is this real?" But it's not real. I think that's right. that's that's my that's my aim there. All right, and and there is something super futuristic about this. You know, the the, the, the shapes and the forms and and and, and the, the contrasts and the colors. Why is that? Is there something you know? Are you are you basically trying to visualize that in your own you know perspective, the future? Um, I, I I'm not sure honestly. I think I just like I'm a like I'm a sucker for lighting and environment lighting. So like I always try to like ex- experiment with like different type of like light and how materials interact with with how light balances on like materials or like refraction and reflections. I think this is. Like these colors really are more into like how light works more than like the future, the futurism basically. All right. Makes sense. So August the 5th, 2015, you know which day that is? Is it my first, my first artwork on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. All right. So yeah, it's basically the date of your first Instagram post. If I were... To travel back in time and tell you that seven years later, you'd have collaborated with the biggest names in the industry and auctioned off your art at Christie's and Sotheby's. What would you have told me then? I would have told you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 no, honestly, like, it's, it's pretty wild because like, I, never, I never really wanted or expected to work like, in digital art or like, just be an artist. Uh, it was just for me like, to... Like, do something and like just make my brain work while I was I wasn't working at the restaurant. So like I had no expectations. So it's pretty, it's pretty wild, honestly. That's crazy. And why why three D? Like what happened there? You you were working at a restaurant and then you started learning three D art. But you know what, what kind of basically ticked at that moment? Um, I'm not sure why three D because like like I I always wanted to paint and draw, but I, I was so bad. And I wasn't like, I wasn't really interested in, in like 
learning how to do it. But like I saw like a couple couple people doing like digital like just 3D and stuff like this, and I was like highly interested because I'm I'm a, like I like to be on my computer. Like I'd rather be on my computer than go outside. And I don't know. Like to me, like <laughs> like computer stuff always attracted me. Like when I was young, I wanted to be a hacker, but I wasn't smart enough to go, learn how to code. So now now I'm only an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, you know. All the introverts in us, uh, the Dijon introverts. Um, anyway, yeah, exactly. So you know, when you started with Instagram, you were doing um, you know one piece of work a day, and you managed to do that for five years. Um, I, I mean, to me, like it was just like to learn basically, and like just to get quicker because I was doing commercial work. So my goal was to be able to like finish that forty-five minute show in like a weekend instead of like one month. You know uh because like i needed money to pay my rent and like just live a semi-comfortable life you know so like to me it was really more just about to learn faster and just like it was like a shortcut basically but it's not really a shortcut because i was spending like 10 hours a day 12 hours a day mm -hmm. learning so that's that's great and i mean it's kind of that body of work and all the, all of the work that you've put out there that you know basically created that that whole concept and that led you to work with uh, you know some of the biggest names in yeah. the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell us about your first collab. Like, how did that happen? Uh, the first one was with a Quebec like like Quebec band, and it was just like I was working with one of the shittiest like agency. Like, they they, they they're so bad. They were so. Like they scammed so many artists like without paying them and like they were very shitty. Uh, I got paid for this because the director on, on this project was actually a nice guy. But yeah, like I, it was crazy because I, re I remember, remember really well, like I went into the, their office and they were like, they saw like some Instagram posts. I never animated anything before. And they were like, oh yeah, do you want to do like this music video? Like, do, are you good at animating and stuff like this? And I, and I was like, bro, this is your fucking chance. Like, don't screw this up. And I was like, yeah, honestly, I'm pretty, like, good at animating. And, like, I was like, I, dude, I never lied like this in my whole life. I, like, it literally. Make it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, dude, when I came out, I was so excited, but I was like, I'm fucking stupid. Now I need to learn how to do all of this shit. And I actually crushed it on this project. And I was like, it gave me so much confidence after to, like, take more project and like start like really getting into like getting into this basically okay that's very interesting and what was what was your first big collab the first big collab i think it was it was one of my first gig and it was with toki monster okay like uh, she asked me to do like their full-on music video and i did one and i ended up doing like a couple ones and like tour visuals and like album covers for that's awesome um yeah, now now she's a great friend now, so it's pretty dope. Yeah, but yeah, I think like that was like my first like big. Yeah, that's very interesting because you know we see it in the way you've actually been exploring NFTs as well. You have this deep connection to culture, um, and and it it's something that is actually quite um, apparent because in the NFT world you you have a lot of artists, but you know if there is a spectrum, most of them are more on the very you know crypto art spectrum uh, without necessarily having all of these you know entertainment and cultural and fashion connections that you have um so you know speaking of nfts i'm i'm curious what attracted you to nfts tell us about your aha moment 
Um, to me, the ah moment was when I realized that I could stop work for someone else and be an actual artist and be recognized as, as an artist. Because to me, like that, that like my old career, I wanted to be an artist, not an executive, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was really like, I'm not really good at doing commercial work. Honestly, like I, I would even say that I fucking suck at doing commercial work because I don't, I'm having a hard time understanding what someone wants. I'm good at executing what I want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why, like, commercial work was really draining for me. Like, I honestly, every year I was, like, having two burnout, like, pretty massive. And, like, I was always depressed. And now it's been, like, a year and a half that I haven't really done commercial work. And I feel fucking insane. Like, it's, yeah. So, like, to me, like, the, the real moment was, like, when I understood that, like, I could stop doing commercial work. Mm-hmm. That's, like, life changer for me. Yeah, it's all this, you know, this aspect of being sovereign. That yeah, that is, and that, now I'll do I'll do commercial work now, but only if it's like an official collab, like example Ledger X Fuck Render, you know, <laughs> because this is not commercial work; yeah. it's a collaboration. All right, some kind of alpha there, uh, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I totally understand. Now you can do it on you know on your own terms, uh, you know, being being someone yeah, exactly. that has a vision not necessarily being an executant, but someone, you know, with um, the possibility and the liberty to actually uh, create something that emanates from from the core of, you know, whatever you've been creating before. Um, so, you know, after that aha moment, um, what happened and how, you know, it's a steep learning curve. You have a lot of things to learn about. There's, it's a new medium. So, you know, you've got wallets, marketplaces, token standards and security. How, how, how did you manage that at the beginning? Dude, uh, like, like my best friend Victor Mascara and my my fiance Beige, like her real name is Joe, but like every every night we're like just like chilling at home and like just watching movies and stuff like this. But when this started, I was literally sit sitting on the ground on my laptop reading every fucking thing possible about NFTs, about crypto, about anything. I was on every Discord and like. <laughs> They were they were so done with me because like I wouldn't I wasn't watching the movie with them anymore. I was just like I was so immersed into all this and I was like, this is so fucking crazy. I need to learn everything about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like and that, that's insane because most of the people I talk to, the first few weeks or few months, we all went through the same thing. You know, you wake up at four AM yeah. at the middle of the night, you check your Discord and your phone and you're like reading stuff. And sometimes at midnight stuff at 3 a.m. Why, why, like it's just fo- waking yeah. up because of the FOMO, you know? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Okay, so you went down that rabbit hole. And h- how did your audience react to it? Because you, you uh, already had a big audience on Instagram back then. I, I'm so grateful and lucky. I'll, like, I had like maybe like 20 comments that was negative in my whole time of doing NFTs. All right. I think pe- people were just like curious and interested and like, I also think like at first, like my, when I started to do any, like uh, Nifty Gateway drop, like my art release, like were pretty cheap and sold for a lot of money. Uh, so I think people were getting interested in this. So they didn't want to like give me too much shit because they were interested of like this, like financial aspect, aspect yeah. which was, I don't know. I don't really like that, but like, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's kind of the whole idea of, you know, basically having this narrow relationship with the community is that the community can actually share your success. And, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, the early adopters, they, they can, you know, when you win, they win. And, Dude, you know. my, my first 
my first one-on-one mitigate we sold for three thousand dollars <laughs> lucky that's person so crazy yeah exactly <laughs> that's insane moving on to another topic there's something i really like about you and it's that you're an artist who's actually embraced the culture of the space you know from its values to its memes <laughs> you're a true <sighs> degen as we say how would you you know describe this culture to a newcomer It's really welcoming and it's like, it's literally like us being kids and like, it's like us being kids with the financial status around it. Like, honestly, like, I feel like a fucking kid being able to like, like just the other day I trade like a board ape for like eat and some, like some doodles and like, like when we were young, we're trading like Pokemon cards, you know, like. It's just crazy, man, because I get to, like, make friends with people that have the same interests as me, like, collecting, I don't know, like, Victor Mascara's piece or Beige piece. And I get to connect with these people and, like, I get to meet new people. I don't know, like, it's it's such a welcoming community, honestly. And, like, now I feel like with the flipping community, like, there's some, like, there's some negative things around around all this that, that are coming, which is... Which is fine because it was it was doomed to to happen. Uh, I I do think we're gonna see a pretty big correction of like markets and like people are gonna there, there there's too many shit coming so like I'm scared for this but yeah I think like generally people are really welcoming. Yeah, I mean I haven't made as much friends as I did since high school. Yeah, exactly. I and made dude, so I'll, many friends in Web three. It's crazy. How hard it is to make friends as a grown ass dude. Or grown-ass woman Super or grown-ass adult. But, but, it's but, so crazy. And the interesting thing is I, I've made friends with people and, you know, spoken to them for months and didn't even know their names. They didn't even know how they looked yeah. like. And yeah, it, that's so <laughs> funny. And, like, I met... So for an for old year, I was talking to this artist called Thank You X. And we met in NFT NYC. And, like, we, we, we FaceTime, like, almost, like, every week or, like, almost every few days. And... When we when we met, we just like we saw each other. We just like like fist bump and everything, and we started to talk. And like after ten minutes, we we're like, "Bro, it's the first time first time we see each other in real life." <laughs> and we and we started and we started to like go crazy. Like it was just fucking insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And the other day, I was interviewing someone from the, from the Web three community. You know, basically having a chat for, for a job. And I was, you know, at the end of the interview, I asked him what his name was. And we laughed about it because, like, in, a, in kind of a, the old traditional kind of job interview, you get the CV, you look at the person's name, his image, and then you go into, you know, what they're interested in, what they've done before. Yeah. And here, the, the, the whole process was completely flipped. So we started with, hey, man, you know, what are you doing in life? What are you interested in? What are your experiences? And then we ended with, you know, what's your name? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's was, so crazy. I, I love this so much, though. It's, it's insane. So, yeah, you know, speaking of your art, let's, let's go back to talk a little bit more about your art. You started with, you know, by minting one one of ones. Um, you know, you, you were mentioning Nifty Gateway, but there was also, you know, a Super Rare and Foundation. Yeah, Super Rare. Um, which have been, you know, an impressive success. Uh, but, but kind of last year, there was a switch there, uh, and you decided to build a community around your art with, you yeah. know, with the crystals. Yeah. Um, why is that, and how how did it change your uh, you know creative process and, and perspective? Yeah, um, to me, like as like as much as I I absolutely love doing one on ones, and like I think one on ones are super important because 
they are like my one on ones are like the most important piece. So like, like every every pieces that has like a historical value for me, they're I'm they're gonna be one on ones. But at the same time, like I want people to enjoy my art, and I I feel like if you only do one on ones, is like you you put yourself in like a category of type of artist that I I personally don't connect with. Uh, my goal is not to like like as much as I would love to sell a piece for a million dollars. This this is not what I'm chasing. I, I'd rather like make connection with like people that are like me and people that love my art and like create create an environment and, and a community around my art. Mm-hmm. This is what really matters to me is like bringing people together. And I've, it has always been like this. Like when I was young, I was like throwing these skate, skate events in my hometown. I, I, I come from Magog, a very small um, uh, small town in Eastern Township of Quebec. And I just wanted to like do these skate events and like get people together and this is this is what I'm trying to do right now is like get people together basically. And I feel like what, with one on ones, you're just like you're you're blocking people to to join, to collect, and to enjoy your art basically. Yeah, I mean it's completely different. And you know, to your point, that it's it's like about you know being very selective and and you know having you know this like shining star of you know one of one piece but maybe for the people you know listening to us who maybe have never heard about Fakrender crystals could you explain to them what it is and um you know how how you've built it and what's the vision behind the, the project yeah so i started this project about a year ago like called Fakrenderverse and like to me this project was really like to get people to understand and, and see my art in a different way. So I created this virtual experience where you can like walk around my art in like a, like, a, like basically like, like, like a game. So after this, like it, it was pretty successful and if get went everything and I was like, okay, I need to do, I need to add to create like something that will bring more people in, in Fakrendiverse that has utility because I wanted to separate my one-on-one and my art in general with utility. So I created this for crystal for, for people to like have a utility uh, in, in what I was building. So everything is going to be around the crystals, basically. Um, not, right now, it's not for Grandiverse anymore. We changed the name for Lucidia because we wanted to be more inclusive, add more artists to it, and like make it more, make makes more sense to if an artist wants to release some Lucidia, then fuck Rendezvous. Like, I don't want to be, like, shadowing anybody or, like, <laughs> it just feel weird, weird. Makes sense. But, yeah, like, the, so, yeah, the fuck crystal really came into, like, into life to, like, tr- like, make people really be part of Lucidia, basically. Okay. And, and you know, there was something about that fuck verse, if I remember correctly, is that you were going to be showcasing all of the art that you've, you haven't minted yet or that you're never going to actually mint. Is that, is that still like the, the vision behind? No, that? Uh, no, it's it, uh, everything that I minted will be there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. No, it would be too crazy. Too, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, mis- I misunderstood, but it would have been cool. <laughs> like, yeah. It would I have mean, been pretty crazy. Actually that I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that idea. I might, I might take ah. a bit of this. <laughs> it's on record. Yeah. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, you built a community and now you're actually building a world, which is Lucidia. And it's kind of a metaverse. Can, you know, can I call it a metaverse? It, it is technically, you know, some sort of a, a 
I mean, what, what, so what's a metaverse? Like Twitter, Instagram, and yeah, like exactly. Messenger and WhatsApp are, are metaverse. So like, I would say yes, it is. Uh, but at first, it's really more like an art experience. Okay. Uh, but with with eye level gamification, basically. But it, we can we can we can clearly say that it's gonna be a metaverse. But because the goal is to get people to interact with each other at any time, anywhere in the world. So it's going to be something immersive. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit more about how it's going to work, how you're going to launch it, how people are going to access it. Uh, yeah, so basically next week we're re releasing the first streamable version of Lucidia because before it was downloadable and now there's too many like scams and stuff like this. So I don't want anybody to feel stressed to download anything, uh, especially that it's a, it's a, a execu executive file. So it can be scary. <laughs> So we decided to work on a streamable version to uh, like to ease the stress for people. Um, it's all going to be web-based. You're going to be able to use it on your mobile or like any computer as long as you get, you get a decent uh, connection. And yeah, we're we're building it by sh chapters because we're like building a game takes so many years, and now with Web three we got the chance to like build by chapters, which is re a really interesting format, I think. And I'm working with a pretty solid uh, game studio in Vancouver called Yuken. And I'm working with AnamXR to build this experience. And awesome. uh, they're, they're all used to like, just go out and don't talk to anybody for four years and build a game. So I'm, I'm really taking them out of their comfort zone, which is fun. That's cool. So as as you know, a person, I'm, am I going to be able to you know port my avatar into into the city and walk around and chat with people and you know basically explore yeah. all, all, yeah. all the art? Yeah, eventually you'll be able. And we found yeah, actually yesterday we found the perfect solution to uh, merge every uh, NFTs because like it's like it's only like the bust of like most NFTs. So like, how do you port that into the metaverse? Mm -hmm. Without like creating like a fucking weird buddy with like a, a like a sticker slap on his face, you know. Yeah. So we created like these very weird like surreal, like energy floating. It's gonna be really fucking sick, honestly. I'm looking forward to that. That's that's pretty awesome. And you know, speaking of you know the development of of the technology and everything that's been you know happening in the NFT space from collectible to you know art to metaverse and gaming. Um, you know, you've been an active member of the NFT space for a while now. Um, what's kind of your view on that evolution? And, you know, are there any things that kind of surprised you, um, um, you know, in the past, you know, few months? That, what do you mean exactly by this? Like, if any project, like, really, like... No, I mean, you've, you've been here for, for the past two years. So did you expect this to, to go this way? And then, if you know, what what's your kind oh. of current view on the evolution of, of everything that's been happening in, in, in the space? I mean, I was expecting to be a like era of like big flippers and like a, a downtime for like actual art. I wasn't expecting it to be that bad because now like like one-on-ones used to be so hot and like art in general used to be so mm -hmm. hot and I feel now and I, I blame like project like Board Ape and stuff like this and like as much as I respect, like I respect them and everything, and it's not their fault at all, but it created like these this flipper mentality where people like only wants to do this for the money, 
And what people don't understand is like money is just a bonus. Like there's so much around everything that we're doing and we're building. And people most of the time only sees the money and this is very bad. And also people are very impatient now. And I feel like this is like not financial advice, but I feel like for me, my best trade I've ever made was the one I diamond ended. Every time I tried to fucking flip something, like like short something, I lost my money. Like every, like literally every time I, I lose my money. And and you see, like I, I minted like 50 board apes. I diamonded a bunch of them. I had like Genesis uh, Kongs. I diamonded and like these are worth something, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I just feel like people, like what, what surprised me the most was really like seeing the art take it a toll on like all these pfp and nft project coming out yeah. but, but it's gonna come back though i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure like are like a lot of like board ape when they when they sell their board ape they, they reinvest in art which is pretty a good move i think yeah it's it's a fair point you know the more people get in the more money there is and the more people you know when they flip they take profit and most of the people they reinvest you know at least a, a good chunk of of whatever yeah. they flipped um, so what are, how, how are you expecting, you know, not necessarily expecting, but, you know, what's your point of view on, on how this will continue evolving in, in the next few months and, and years with the metaverse coming in and it's kind of the hot word kind of there. Yeah. You have gaming and play to earn. You have, you know, of course, you know, crypto art that's, you know, getting bigger and bigger. Um, what's your take on that? I think it's going to be really interesting. And what I'm most interested in is seeing like how the government will use it as their advantage and how like the medical field will use it at, at their advantage and i'm not talking about like like how they're gonna tax it but more how they're gonna share like um data or how, how they're gonna share like uh documents as nfts mm -hmm. instead of like all the old like fax machine you know like this is what to me really interests me is like i think medical field will be a big user of like the blockchain uh, I, I know they're already starting to, I think, like put blood sample on the blockchain, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but like, yeah, it's just like this. This, this is where I think it's going to be in like in the next few months and year. Uh, a lot of celebrities are coming in. Uh, some are pretty good. Some are pretty fucking bad. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting how it played out. But there's going to be a massive correction. I think it's going to go like super fucking crazy for the next like year and, and maybe two years and after that we may, probably even before that but we're gonna see like a big correction where nfts is just something now it's just like it's it's just normal it's like mm -hmm. like face, a website like yeah exactly yeah or like facetime like it used to be like so crazy like people were like like it was so crazy that you'd be able to like facetime your family and now it's just so normal it's that normal. i facetime everyone i don't call anyone i facetime yeah. them we probably not gonna call it nft in the future like I, it doesn't make any sense like it's like calling a song an mp3 or you know <laughs> that's actually true yeah <laughs> yeah actually yeah that, that makes sense well yeah i'm curious about that yeah it's like calling it by the name of the format i guess we'll see how it goes anyway it's kind of uh time now to move on to our you know our last segment of the show uh this is rapid fire so we, we like to finish off on a more playful note. So I'll be asking you a list of rapid fire questions. Um, some of them will be harder than others, but the whole idea is that you shouldn't think for too long. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. 
Your favorite NFT drop? Uh, my favorite NFT drop was Doodles. All right. Fuck render shift or fuck render crystals? Oof. That's a very hard one, but I'll go. I'll go with. Sh- ah, fuck. That's that's uh, that's hard. I, I will go with crystals, but like shift is such a sick piece and important piece for me. But crystal is just like this big community. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I know it's it's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. Your, your dream collab. Uh, dream collab ledger. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> your biggest NFT regret. Like selling 20 board apes under 10 ETH. Ouch. Yeah, that definitely hurts. Uh, an emerging NFT artist that you'd bet a Bitcoin on. I bet um, an emerging artist. Holy shit, that's pretty hard. I would say like Ryan Talbot. It does like very cinematic, like and it's like 3D environment. And like, it's very like, he's, he's really able to put an emotion in, 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 in NFT. Then I think that's interesting. Apes or punks? punks okay why i don't know to me like this is the first nft i i was like i was i really wanted to get uh like but i, I really love both but i would say punk all right fair point kevin punks or motherfuckers no oh, they am first motherfuckers <laughs> for sure yeah dude kevin punks is gonna be out in like two weeks we're not all gonna right. talk about it um the nft acquisition that you're most proud of the frog penis <laughs> what's that <laughs> No, 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 I'm kidding. I, I, I bought, I bought like this, this Pepe penis. It's just like a Pepe, a Pepe sitting on his back with his penis on the chest. Uh, Please send me that. But, yeah, yeah. No, uh, my, my, I think, I think my, my doodle, my skeleton doodle. Okay. And my Udi punk cool. too. The skeleton doodle is very cool. The NFT drop that made you cringe the most. Uh, too, too many. If you had to pick one. Holy shit, that's pretty hard. Probably like Melania Trump or something. Uh, she dropped an NFT. I didn't know that. Yeah, she dropped an <laughs> NFT, and I think nobody nobody bought it. And they, uh, she like she bought it all or something. All herself. And was it like her image on the NFT, or is it like did it have any utility? Have no, you have no, no idea? idea. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, a Web three figure you'd get stranded on a deserted island with. What do you mean stranded? Like someone I'd like to be or? Yeah, if you if you were to be on a deserted island, who would you choose from the Web3 community? Thomas, the founder of World Wild Web3. Why? Because he's so fucking smart and I know I would survive with him. <laughs> okay, makes sense. And last question, uh, the thing that you want to change about the space. If you had a genie um, and you could choose one thing that you could change about the space. Yeah, m- make people more pa- patient. Okay. That's that's kind of a good thing, man. It's a pleasure chatting with you. I could yeah, go on for you hours. So much, guys. Uh, yeah, we'll look forward to you know everything that's gonna be coming in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. And like anything you guys want to do, or like something like I'm, like I've been using your project since that day I got act. And like even 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 when I got act, like I I had my ledger, and like the only thing they couldn't get was everything that was on my ledger. So stay safe, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, guys. That's it. Wow, what a chat with Fuck Render. Such a cool guy. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And as usual, hit that subscribe button if our content floats your boat. This was On The Ledger from Paris with your host Moel Said. Till next time, take care. Au revoir. This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment, or tax advice. Do your own research. Any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.